Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise experience and tips with you to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kiwa and I'm an independent travel agent specialising in all things cruise, North America and Disney. And this week I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts Sarah and Donna. Do you guys want to say hello? Hello, I am Donna and I'm I'm part two or part one of Cruising for All, Cruising Kids. Um, and I also write like lovedy.com. I'm Sarah and I'm the other half of Cruising with Kids, Cruising for All. And we provide cruise information and tips to help you get the best for your cruise. I also write over at extraordinarychaos.com. Brilliant. Thanks, that, guys. So this week we are going to be once again continuing our exploration of getting drunk at sea. Um, it seems to be quite fair that we're doing a lot of drinking episodes back to back. Uh, but needless to say, I think we're all quite keen uh, drinking uh, on a cruise and making the most of our drinks package. So this week we're going to be taking a look at PO Cruises. That's not PO Ferries, that's not PO Australia. Please. This is PO Cruises, who are a UK cruise line. So for American listeners, uh, you can definitely book a PO cruise, but they are very much aimed at the British market. Everything on board is done in British pounds, and the experience on board is very much tailored to the UK market. So you're going to find a lot of Kind of British-centric entertainment, a lot of the music on board, a lot of the styling and things like that are going to be very much aimed at UK sailors. Um, so we're going to have a little chat around their drinks packages and what they have to offer on their ships as well. So shall I start off by just talking about the booking process, at least anyway, because that's something that I can talk about firsthand and just how it happens. So once again, P&O is another of the cruise lines where I, as a travel agent or you as a direct customer, can't book it at the exact time you're placing your cruise booking. Um, so you pick your voyage or your sailing and then you choose which fare you want, whether you want kind of the saver fare or whether you want select price fares. They don't include any drinks in those prices, but they sometimes include kind of onboard credit that you can use to spend on drinks if you wanted to. But pretty much the way it works is you book your cruise and then you go into your cruise personalizer on the PO websites and then add on the drinks package if you wanted to. So then once you've booked your cruise, what is the drinks package that people can add on? So with PO, they have three main drink packages. You have the ultimate drink package, the non-alcoholic, and you have the children's drink package as well. Um, roughly now at the time of airing, the ultimate drink package is around about 39.95 per person per day. And your non-alcoholic drink package is roughly about 19.95 per person per day. And the kids' drink package for children's is roughly about 7.95 per person per child per day. And it's really, really good to know, actually. I mean, I think, first of all, that these are the most reasonable drinks packages at sea. I don't know if anyone disagrees, mm. but I mean, there, there's definitely, definitely uh, things I've changed about it. There's things I don't like about it, but there's a lot of good in these these packages. And also P&O offer the, the kids' fizzy package. If you're sailing with an adult, so one adult buying an alcoholics drinks package will get a child free. So you don't have to pay the fizzy package. So if you've got two parents, two kids, you don't, you don't pay for the kids, which is excellent. And that makes it super good value. So one thing I will say about P&O, as an overall value, you can't deny them at the end of the day. Their cruise fares are really good priced. And then, you know, the drinks packages as well, as you say, there's some of the best value drinks packages as well on, on the majority of cruise lines as well. So if you are somebody who's looking for kind of a really nice all-round cruise line that, you know, does a lot of good, a lot of things good, um, then definitely P&O is a great choice to consider. And the drinks are really cheap on P&O. So actually, and this is the debate, um, where a lot of cruise lines have got really expensive drinks packages, so then it makes the expensive drinks prices worth it or vice versa. P&O, the drinks are cheap. If you went to London, you'd be paying double for a drink than what you'd pay on a P&O cruise. It's, it's bonkers. Or even Manchester. So at the maximum you're allowed, which if, if you was an American cruiser going on P&O, you'd think, well, 
I'm going to get nothing. But the maximum is six ninety five for your drinks level. Yeah, which to me sounds really yeah. cheap. And I was like, surely that includes nothing then other than like a glass of squash and water. I know. It's like, bonkers, it's... isn't it? Because you get beers, wine by the glass, spirits and cocktails, unlimited soft drinks, uh, juices and mocktails, teas, speciality coffee um, and hot chocolate. There's a Costa. Well, there's a Costa on Iona. Um, and small bottles of water. Yeah. And you know what I like about my water? And P&O. <laughs> Honestly, you could just go for bed, go get a can of fizzy water. It was brilliant. You just, you could drink as much yeah. water as you want. I think that's the way forward. Why cruise lines wouldn't want you to drink water is beyond me. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the drink package is six ninety five uh, maximum. So Donna, do you, have you got any of the prices there of drinks in front of you? Yeah, so um, you can get a Captain Morgan rum for four pounds. Um, still a sparkling water actually. Oh, it's one. So you spill. Yeah, one ninety five for still a sparkling water. Um, Bombay Sapphires four fifteen. Um, raspberry and hazelnut brulee. Oh my that, god, that sounds lovely. No, that had one of those. Five. Well, we might have had one or two every night. Every night, dinner. it was delicious. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so you've got um, so your Pinot Grigio and your Sauvignon Blancs are about six seventy five. You can get large large glasses. What's the point? Just drink two small ones instead. Uh, then you've got your Riocas at six twenty five. Your Prosecco six twenty five a glass as well. Then you get your Fosters four ninety five. John Smith four ninety five IPA is about five fifteen a pint. So really, everything's around about the five four six pound five wow yeah really good soft drinks so your teas and your coffees are quite cheap they're three pound two pound eighty for a hot chocolate speciality teas about two pound thirty really good value isn't it? so whether you get the drinks package or not yeah. is a bit of a exactly you're not gonna, you have to weigh you know, it up spend a lot of money to get drunk and like I say, if you book, especially if you book like Select Fair as well, usually you can get up to like 100, 200 pounds onboard credit as well. So that will go quite a long way even if you just use that onboard credit towards the drinks package. Yep. But that's a bit of a no brainer as well, that price. So, you know, you've got a drink okay. and doing the quick mass, and I'm sure you guys have got a calculator, but quick mass, if you're looking around about 40 pounds per person per day, that's going to be eight oh, drinks a day. Easily. At some of the, you know, between six to eight drinks a day, you need to drink alcoholic wise to get, you know, value for money on that. That's before you factor in your water, your tea, your coffee, and things like that as well. So, you know, that's very easily doable, especially if you're having a night out in the nightclub as well. As it, where it falls down for me is cocktails. Um, so I'm not a cocktail drinker. Well, I like the odd one. Um, but I, I definitely, I'll go over the, I'm going to get a cocktail, I'm going to get a cocktail, I'm going to get a cocktail, and then they go, what would you like? I go, one, please. No, no, no. It just... That's what I do. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> the same. Yeah. And this is where I feel like it, not falls down, but the, the thing that disappointed me a no. bit. So, six ninety five is your drinks menu. So, this is in the Emerald Bar, which is the, um, it's a gorgeous green bar. If you're watching on video, it's the bar behind me. It's in the main atrium, so it's where you'd go for pre-dinner drinks. And there's only two cocktails on that whole menu that are included in the drinks package so okay. there's like a s'mores pole martini 875 smoking cocktails which i kept saying every night i'm going to get one i never in the end 875 so they're all around 875 um but you can't pay extra you've got to just pay for the drink and i think they give you a percentage off so that's the only thing that if you're a cocktail drinker it might not be worth it for you yeah, probably won't work for me and Phil then because we will absolutely drink our way around the cocktail menus on every single ship we go on. So probably for us, we wouldn't see any value in it whatsoever. You won't be doing that up here, though, with the drinks package. Right. 
definitely not. Right. So, um, Sarah's on a sea day today on P&O. What are you going to drink today? We're going to go check it out on our drinks package and work out whether it was worth her getting one. So, I will have a mimosa for breakfast. So, you might just have to give me a feast. Have a mimosa. So, it's a Prosecco, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I've got that. And I'd have a coffee. I'd probably have a cappuccino at about 10. Coffee, cappuccino, a large one or a small one? Yeah, go on, I'll have a large. Um, I'd have a cappuccino with breakfast, actually, as well. Or another different type of coffee, maybe with okay. espresso. Uh, I'd have yep. a Sam Pellegrino or a, a sparkling water with that. So when I get coffee, I'd like to get off water yep. as well. Um, but actually, there's a point I'll raise in a minute. Trying to think what we're doing. Oh, at lunchtime, I'd have uh, two glasses of wine with my lunch. Of course. Then I'd have a pina colada around the pole. They were included. You like pina colada? Who's <laughs> waiting for someone just dancing in that? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll chat you on a cocktail there. <laughs> Then maybe another glass of wine in the afternoon. Yep. And then a pre-dinner wine, then a pre-dinner cocktail. Because you probably have an hour before dinner. Okay. Two yep. glasses of wine with dinner. So already I'm at 45. You're at 45. So, and we've added another couple of glasses. That's another 12. So that's like 57. And and you can drink some more in the evening. Uh, yep. And I'm probably going to add three bottles of water in that as well throughout the day. So then your water, how much was your water? Your water is, let me find that again, 195. So there's another, yeah, another six. So you're looking at around 70, 75, yeah, right, that's... 80, maybe. The yeah. thing with Pino so that's going to add up. Is, um, you, you've got to leave a 15-minute gap between ordering drinks. Right. I don't think he's on any sort of computer because I used to go to Costa Coffee, get a coffee, and they wouldn't give me a water. So I'd walk over to the bar and get a bar water from the bar. So no one stopped me doing that. Um, but, yeah, you can't... It's what they're said to do, yeah. This this is one of those really annoying things. Like, this is... it's, it's no common sense, is there, really, in a way. Yeah. He's like... No. Coffee. I know what it's there for. It's it's obviously to stop abuse. Yeah. It's to stop you going up, ordering a drink, and then going back and cool. getting one for somebody else's in a different cabin. I totally get why it's in place. I'm not discouraging the fact that it's there to stop people abusing it. But it's just really frustrating when, as you say, if you're getting, like, some yeah. kind of water or you're getting, like, two complimentary drinks that make sense together, then I think it's a bit mm. tedious to have to do that, to have this artificial lockout that you have to wait. If you're getting two alcoholic drinks, Please. then fine, I can get it. But as you say, to get, like, a water and a Coke, which I used to do as well, so I would get, like, a, with my meal, my, my um, lunchtime meal, I'd get, like, a, maybe a coffee and a soft drink. To have then to kind of go, oh, sorry, so you've got to come back for your thing. It's like, why? It's just processed stupidity. Princess yeah. did the same thing as well, and it drove me crazy on Princess. Holland America were the same as well. drove me crazy. And, I mean, the thing is, it's like some nights, like one night Sue got a cocktail, she said it was disgusting, she couldn't drink it, but they wouldn't let her get a drink. So we, we just went to a different bar, and I left That's, my drink, because yeah. I thought, well, they're going to serve us in the other bar, so actually they might as well just give us a drink, and then I wouldn't have wasted my drink. Yeah, wasted, yeah. So that that was a shame. But, yeah, and do you know, the, the biggest thing, and we spend a lot of time, this is a really popular post for us, we spend a lot of time answering questions on this, is people will say, well, I like gin, but are they going to charge me extra for my tonic and stuff like that? Well, that, that you can get a gin and tonic. You can get a vodka and coke. Yeah. Um, but somebody asked the other day and I couldn't answer it was, um, they they like vodka and orange, but they said, does that count as a cocktail? So there are some little anomalies that obviously you can't get a double, but then no cruise line allows that. Gratuities are added like all cruise lines on top. Uh, Kieran, I'm sure you could help us out with the drinking age, cut your own ships. So again, it's going to be set by the country you're embarking at, basically, or each port day as well. So it's going to be set by the local laws. So leaving the UK, it's going to be 18 plus. 
and that any Caribbean, because Caribbean tend to follow kind of American rules, but any Caribbean or American departure, um, you're going to be following American drinking laws as well. So 21 or up. So does everybody in the cabin need to have a drinks package? They do, unless there's a medical reason why they can't. Right. Basically, okay. so they need to go and uh, contact them directly. Also, there is a cap on 15 alcoholic drinks every 24 hours. Yes. I reckon I probably have more than that. When I have my mimosa for my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder Ooh. if they police that because um, me and Sue, when we was on this Norwegian fjords cruise, we went in the retreat and we used to sit in the, um, yeah. it was raining, it was cold, but we sat in the hot tub and the, the lovely man brought us wine. The lovely man. And I, I'm sure we went over 15. I, I wonder if it's to trap people getting drunk. So that yeah, I mean, I think maybe on, on, a, on a sea day, if you're on a good one, it might be touch and go. But um, I know 15 sounds a lot, but 15 cocktails not too bad, are they? A lot of these rules with cruise lines are in place for kind of abuse purposes. Yeah. So even though that is the rule, cruise lines are really, really good at just yeah. looking after the customer as well. So, yeah. yes, if you're out of your mind, you're being a little bit rowdy, then yeah. that's going to be their excuse to kind of go, sir, you've had your 15 for the yeah. day. However, and again, I'm not saying this is a half-pass rule. Everything, it all depends on the people serving you. There are humans behind all these processes. So again, even though these are the hard and fast rules, there will always be some leeway if you're a nice guest. And yeah. also things like as well, your coffees don't necessarily count towards your 15 for the day as well. So if you have five coffees and 10 oh, alcoholic yeah, drinks, come. they're going to look at it and go, they're going to go, okay, yeah, fine. You know, so there is there is a person behind all this process. So again, yeah, me and Phil, we thought we'd hit the 15. We were trying to on Princess because they have a similar 15 limit. Um, we were like, yeah, we're going to do it. Let's hit the 15 limit. We didn't. We didn't. And we're big drinkers, as we've established. I tell you what, I have to say as well, the bar staff, were, I've, I've been on Iona, and the bar staff were incredible. They were really helpful, really. They didn't seem very tip-orientated. They, they were excellent. But it, it's a different, I'd say they're a different culture, um, the bar staff. You know, they were brilliant. But being a British cruise line, the tipping culture isn't necessarily built into the ship anyway because there are no gratuities, are well, there? They just think yeah. we're not going to get them. <laughs> no, it's just not built into it. So gratuities are kind of built into the fare, so they say. So there are no auto-gratuities yeah. each day. There's no drinks tipping or gratuities on top of it. So because they know that the clientele, the demographic, aren't a tipping culture. So there's none of that yeah. daily gratuity stuff that you get on American cruise lines. So again, the crews, the, the staff aren't motivated by favouring people who do tip no. and don't tip. So, again, it's just adapting the ship to the market. We tipped our cabin steward and we, the man in the retreat because he was blooming amazing. Um, and they were blown away because they just don't expect it. Um, I'm, I'm sh yeah, but because it was a, a, a Norwegian out of Southampton probably and it was all British people on the ship, not many people were tipping. Nah. It's a, you know, that's a whole new podcast, isn't no. it? It's a different one. We keep saying we're going to do our, our tipping culture <laughs> podcast one day. <laughs> just in case we haven't co covered them, we can... You can use your drink package in the restaurants on P&O. And yeah. also, yeah. if you want to get something over the six ninety five value, um, you can you have to pay for that drink, but you get 10% discount, just in case that wasn't covered. Which I suppose actually isn't if you want a speciality cocktail. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not that bad, is it? So, Kieran, what can you bring on board with you drink-wise? Yeah, so as we mentioned in previous episodes, every single cruise line um, have different rules on how much alcohol you can bring on. From my understanding, P&L have probably one of the more relaxed rules about drinking an alcohol because um, not only can you bring on bottles of wine, 
you can actually bring on bottles of spirits as well. So you can bring on actual spirits if you wanted to. So their rule basically is obviously depends on the port you're entering. So if you're entering from one of the European ports, 18 plus, or from an American port, 21 plus, can bring on one litre of wine, champagne, beer, spirits, or liquor um, on their first embarkation port as well. So you have to take in your carry-on so they can scan in. If they see any in the luggage, then they have the right to confiscate it. And if you try and bring more on, um, at one of your ports on your sailing again usually they will confiscate it you do get it back at the end of the voyage just to point that out because some people think they're confiscating and i'm gonna party on it no they just basically um store it away and when you get off if you can pick it back up again but that's really i've never seen a cruise line that i'm aware of in the mainstream category that allow you to bring an entire bottle of spirits on to have and again this is in your cabin you can only drink this in your cabin you can't like drink this out around the ship you have to have it in your cabin but i think that's really generous that you're gonna have full spirit bottle in your cabin on your sailing yeah, we took a bottle of gin on um we and i said to you before we had a few pre-dinner gins but we didn't really because if you've got the drinks package you don't need it in your room do you no you don't need the extra like, one i do don't have a glass of champagne while i'm getting ready that's different. yeah maybe a bottle of champagne we've done that before took a bottle yeah. of champagne yeah. a little sit on your balcony but there's not really much need is there we really ever panic about taking alcohol on right no. i i personally don't fathom the mentality on people who obsess with this and i have so many people i speak to customers wise who are trying to find like gaps in the system should i say of ways to kind of circumvent yeah. the rules and like i point them in the direction of websites where tips are available but i don't fathom it personally like if i've got the drinks package i, yeah. I, I don't have to worry about no. drinks so the idea of smuggling on more alcohol than already what i'm paying for I, I don't know. It's, it's a whole strange concept to yeah, me. Yeah, but then, then with, the people that wouldn't you know, maximize it. buy the drinks package, aren't they, and want to cheat the system? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I get, I get wanting to have a drink in your cabin, but nine times out of ten, you've walked into your cabin to get breakfast, so it's not that difficult to pick up a drink and take back to your cabin equally as well. If you're going to get ready to get changed, you've probably been somewhere for the day. So again, popping back to your cabin with a drink in hand. I don't know. It's an interesting concept, but definitely it is possible. And like I say, it's really generous, I think, actually, on that you can take spirits yeah. on board with you as yeah. well if you want to have a gin or a vodka or rum in your room as well. There's a lot of good about this drinks package. The only thing that, as I say, was the cocktails. That was that was my only. But the fact that you can get, you know, water, so I used to get water to bed, plus there are water machines everywhere. So if you haven't got a drinks package, um, we were on the pool deck. I can't remember, is it 16? So there was drinks machines you could just go and top up your water bottle and there were quite a few rem ships so that you could top up water if you didn't have a drinks package so they did make that freely available for everybody and we probably should explain to people so if you've never been on a cruise ship before and you've never had a drinks package obviously all cruises are full board in the mainstream category anyway um so you're going to get all your meals included in the buffet at the very least in the main dining room in the evenings but you're also going to get kind of your um not soft drinks but you're going to find like non-pressed juices you're going to find um filter coffee and tea available throughout the day in the buffet station the drinks package is just open up more of the ship available to you. So if you wanted a premium coffee or you want to get a coffee or a drink somewhere other than the buffet area, um, then that's why you maybe want to either pay as you go or look to get a drinks package just because it means you're not having to go to the buffet every time to get one of the included teas or coffee. Um, and especially if you said you likes like lattes and cappuccinos, um, you know, those gourmet drinks, then definitely, again, drinks packages or you'd have to pay for them at the coffee shops as well. Do you know what? This is nothing to do with drinks, but the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing I found about P&O was the first day when I got on and 
my friend said, let's go for lunch. So we went to the buffet and they were serving roast dinner. And I just can't give me a head around that. I, yeah, you don't get that normally, do you? So I was, I was wow. rolling my eyes going, as if you eat roast dinner on a cruise. By day three, I was having roast dinner for, for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. It is, it is a hallmark of P&O, though, isn't it? The, the roast dinner on P&O is a hallmark. Yeah. But... every day. It was good. This is like a segue, but this is why this podcast is so much fun to talk about because every single cruise line different. offers something yeah. very different and they all cater to very different markets. And I love the fact that P&O have that yeah. very British, authentic experience where you can get a roast. And, you know, the conversation I have with customers where one of the first things that come up is drinks package and then is there a kettle in the room? That is guaranteed going to be from most British yeah. customers. Can they make tea and coffee in their cabin? And P&O again, yes, yes you, you can. can. It's one of those cruise lines where you have tea making facilities in your cabin. Other cruise lines will sometimes adapt it. So I know like MSC, for example, Virtuosa, sailing from Southampton, does have a tea coffee facility in the room. But MSC isn't guaranteed to have tea and coffee making facilities in the room anywhere else. Whereas P&O, across the fleets, they all have tea making facilities in your cabin. And that is really good. But yeah, it's, if you want a cruise with mm. a good roasted darling, P&O. But it was good, and like I say, the first day I rolled my eyes, by day three I was having one for lunch. <laughs> I get that, though. It's sometimes you do, like, I love an American breakfast, and it's part of an exciting thing when you get on, like, an American cruise line, you're like, great, I get American breakfast. But by about day four of having pancakes and bacon, I'm a little, yeah. <laughs> I do get a little bit like, I want a roast breakfast now. I want my bacon, eggs, beans, Ooh. I want a proper, you know, proper English breakfast. So it is, it is, but just how we like to travel and what we're used to type of thing. And there's a novelty point. And sometimes you just kind of go, just want a nice roast dinner yeah. today. And you sometimes can't get that. So it's called cool the account. We need a whole new po podcast just for the food on P&O, actually, because it's my, yeah. one of my favorite speciality dining in terms of if you go to a speciality dining restaurant and you might only pay for like a six ninety five surcharge. So where some cruise lines are paying $50, I mean, this we, the, yeah. we went to one and it was... um surf and turf and it was 15 pound and so some stuff was two pound so i mean that's a whole other episode but the speciality dining on iona was excellent so i think that's a really good look at pno as a cruise line in general but also their drinks package especially and i think just by looking at their drinks package you can get a feel for the type of cruise line they are um, and the type of customers that you know would really resonate well with booking a pno cruise if you are somebody who wants to book a P&O cruise and you do live in the UK, then definitely I would love to help you book a P&O cruise. They are a British cruise line. So again, it's going to be majority British guests on board. Um, but you can find me online at magical-traveler.com or all my social media accounts are magical, T-R-B-L-R. And then you guys, as we've mentioned, you guys have a drinks package calculator, obviously to help people find out if the drinks package is um, right for them. But also as well, you've got tons of information on your website. Where's the best place to find that? So you can find us over at Cruising With Kids or Cruising For All um, and myself at lightlovedo.com and Sarah. You can find me at Extraordinary Chaos and you can also find me over at Cruising With Kids. We'll pop the link to the P&O drinks package and the drinks calculator into the podcast. But yeah, there's lots of cruise tips, tricks and hacks for booking your cruise. So check it out. Brilliant. Thanks for that, guys. And again, if you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it just helps Apple know that you've enjoyed this so they can recommend it to others. But equally as well, if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, definitely leave us a comment. We'd love to know if you found this helpful, but also do like and subscribe because again, that tells YouTube you've enjoyed this as well. Other than that, guys, all the best and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.